Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I really liked him. Uh, didn't matter what scheme you were in, coming out of Kentucky, when he decided to stay and had, I think, 17 sacks. He was one of the top guys on my list, and I've seen nothing but I expect greatness from him. Greatness from Josh Allen. I do too, Joe Cullen. You know, listen, before Joe Cullen said that, before we even talked to Josh Allen, I think this is going to be a big year for uh, the third-year player out of Kentucky. He's a really talented guy. He's a well-grounded guy. Um, by the way, good luck in the next week. Expecting a baby girl in the next week nice. uh, for Josh Allen. So That'll be um, a second one? A third. Wow. Uh, two boys and a girl. Okay. So, uh, Josh Allen, this defense could really cater to him. You know, greatness, I don't know. Let's see if we have this one uh Josh Allen on greatness. You do have it. We've got – let's play this one, Casey, if you can, in the next uh, couple of seconds. Josh Allen on that greatness. He was asked because he said – Joe Cullen said, mm -hmm. I see greatness in him. And so then Josh Allen was asked, well, what does that mean? Here's what Josh Allen had to say. Being an all-pro, being an all-pro bowl, making it to the Super Bowl, being defensive player of the year, that's elite. That's – you know what I'm saying? That's greatness. That's where you leave a legacy. That's where you leave – your mark on the organization, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's what my mindset's on, and that's what everybody's mindset's on. So, you know, if we keep developing and keep playing and keep practicing like this, man, like I said, I think the sky's going to be the limit for all of us. Mm -hmm. That's Josh Allen. Uh, he has high expectations for himself, right? The standard for himself is, is to be one of the best in the NFL, and uh, you kind of like that. We think this is a situation where he can really thrive with Joe Cullen. I think Joe Cullen recognizes that. Cullen talked a little bit about – Today, coming out of Kentucky when he went back, he had 17 sacks. Like, he he loved them then. He loves them now. Mm -hmm. You can't find anybody that doesn't like Josh Allen. Mm -hmm. So, what does it look like for Josh Allen? You've said it before. This defense going to be set up for him. Mm -hmm. We kind of figure that's going to be the case. The way Josh Allen talked, and we'll hear more from him in just a little bit, but the way he talked is like, yep, I'm going to be allowed to go out there and do my thing. What does that look like? What does that mean? I mean, uh, what, what's like a good year for Josh Allen uh, in 2021? It's a great question. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing about it, Brent. We always talk about last year what we saw from Josh Allen. Yes, the numbers were down and all this stuff. But, like, if, if you actually watched what he did, like, it wasn't for a lack of, of effort or, or a lack of skill set. It was just the fact that offenses were keen in on him. You know, they, they, they were literally double teaming him and saying, and, and I guarantee every one of those offensive coordinator meetings when they're game planning for the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the number one overall consensus was we got to stop Josh Allen. We can't let Josh Allen beat us. So when you're on everyone's board, you're on everyone's hit list, and it's like, this guy can't beat us. Anybody else can, but this guy can't beat us. Well, that's going to make things a lot harder, right? Because Clayus Campbell, you know, last year he wasn't there anymore to help you out, to kind of take some of that tension off you. I think realistically this year for Josh Allen, Pending that this defensive line upgrades themselves, you know, and play plays at a very high level, which I think they definitely can with the guys that they brought in with some of the guys returning now. I think realistically, you should be expecting at least 12 sacks at least. And, and I think that's being a little, you know, in terms of a little low on the scale. I think you might be talking about more of the 13, 14 range. Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think it's going to look I think it has a chance to even feel louder than that at times. Mm -hmm. But I think a dozen sacks is, is kind of. Something that, yeah, I mean, first of all, they, they think they can double their sack output, they better. Yeah, listen, Josh didn't play good half of the year last year. So, 
uh, and they were behind so much. They trailed. Uh, they, they, I think, led for the least amount of minutes the entire year of anybody, hmm. which means, well, teams are going to keep running the ball. They don't even need to pass the ball. So hmm. your passing attempts and all that uh, to go get sacks goes down. But, yeah, I think I think that's a reasonable number, you know, without going crazy. I mean, but yeah. keep in mind now, this guy had 17 sacks in college. Like, I think he actually has the potential for a season like that. Mm-hmm. Like, he has that kind of potential. What was it? Would Calais have, like, uh, that 17 season? Did he have, like, 15, 15 and a half, something like that? I got to go back and check. But I mean, well, he had, I mean, that he monster had what, year. four in one game? Like the he game did, one. yeah. He yeah, had yeah. a couple of big chunk games. Like, yeah. I think it was Indy had three, two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Jan had a big season that season as well. He did. So... Yeah, I, I don't know what it, it – it, I think I mean, he has the potential for it. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, look out. He's going to be 20-sack season. Uh, but I do think it's a 12-15 to 15 kind of season for, for Josh Allen. I think he's got that capability. I don't think that's like overshooting it. Yeah. Uh, his rookie year, he had 10 and a half sacks. Sure, he did have Calais. He did have Yon. He had, that defense was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, that's a reasonable number for him. I don't know what his goal list looks like, uh, but if I'm Joe Cullen – I'm trying to pencil that guy in for a dozen sacks. I'm trying to create that kind of uh, those kind of sack numbers. And the coaches will tell you don't get wrapped up in the sack numbers as much as okay, how much is he impacting each play? Yeah. There's something to that. But I think this guy that can put up numbers and and those numbers can start to grow and accumulate over the years. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, he's listen. We think he's going to be a hell of a player, and I I'd, I'd be surprised if he's not this year. But at the same time, this has to be a cohesive unit, and this has to be a unit that works together. You know, it's one thing, like, for instance, Aaron Donald. All right, Aaron Donald had 13 and a half, uh, 13 and a half sacks last season. Year before that, 2019, yeah, 2019, he had 12 and a half sacks. Aaron Donald's a three technique, okay? There's only so much that you can do to stop Aaron Donald in a three technique. You want to double team him? Well, try to get there as fast as Aaron Donald can get through the hole, and, and good luck with that. Like, that's what makes Aaron Donald so great is because he's so explosive, but where he lines up, he's right in front of the quarterback. So there's only so much you can do for him. When you talk about an edge rusher, you know, if you're taking on double team after double team, if you're getting chipped by slot receivers or tight ends, like that's going to slow you down a little bit. That's going to disrupt your rhythm a little bit. So that's why I say Josh Allen's success is going to be predicated on how much push you get up the middle of how much teams are going to fear the other guy on the other side, whether it's going to be Caleb on chase on Jihad Ward, Dwayne Smoot. That's going to depend on Josh Allen's success just as much as Josh Allen himself, actually. If I could target two guys to have huge years, it would be Josh and Miles. I think the defense will cater to them to have these these really impactful years. I think Miles Jack, again, people might even nationally say, wow, Miles Jack, look at the plays he's making. This is like a breakout year. A breakout year was really last year for Miles. Miles was terrific last year. Oh, yeah. You know, he's just, just quiet on a, on a bad season. Team. Yeah. You're not going to get credit for it. Mm-hmm. So he was really, really good. Uh, that, at least around here, was his breakout season. Can he pile it up, make impactful plays, pile up numbers? I mean, this guy is such a good athlete. Uh, so uh, I I can't wait for it. I can't wait to watch Josh Allen play. I can't wait to uh, to really watch Miles Jack play in, in this defense. Let's hear a little bit more from uh, Josh Allen and the uh, kind of work that he put in. Remember now, he's coming off the knee injury. And there's so much emphasis and talk about this sports science program that that Urban Meyer is running. A part of that is bringing everything right here to the facility. They call it the rejuvenation room where you can get the cupping and the needling and the the everything that you need without going, if you will, in quotes, off campus. Mm. Uh, And I think there was a good reaction to that by Josh Allen 
uh, on a couple of different levels. Take a listen. I mean, shoot, I train. You know what I'm saying? I train my butt off to be the, the way I look, the way I play, the stamina I got. You know what I'm saying? I train my butt off to be where I'm at today physically. So I know once I go, you know what I'm saying, I got to rely on everything that I, you know what I'm saying, everything that I got. So, you know what I'm saying? So naturally, instinctively, that's how I beat a man. But mentally, it's that mindset on, okay, I want to get this move. This the move I'm going to do. And then when I go, I'm going to rely on the tools that I've primed myself for to use that, to go out there. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it's fun. And then plus when you're working hard, man, like, man, I never pushed myself this all, like, I pushed myself so hard this all season, changing with Coach Jason Smith. And, like, I just feel so great. And, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm durable this year. And I feel like I'm, you know what I'm saying? I feel great. That's Josh Allen talking about it. He also said, hey, that rejuvenation room saves money. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not lying. <laughs> so yeah. uh, don't, he said that a couple times, by the way. So it saves money. Yeah. Um, I always wonder about this when he says, you know, "Listen, Josh Allen going on year three. I still think, even though he got a lot of mentoring from guys like Calais, and he's already was such a pro, I feel like okay, well, his body's going to be pretty good shape anyway. He's going to learn how to be a pro probably faster than others. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody talks about that. We've done this long enough where if you follow players from year one to two to three, you've said it countless times, you learn how to, where's your growth? Well, you learn how to take care of your body. You learn how to be a pro. You learn how to all those things. Well, you hear guys say this a bunch, and Josh Allen just said it. He's like, I worked harder than I've ever worked, mm -hmm. you know? Like, you, these guys already worked hard to begin with, sure. <laughs> you know? Sure. I always wonder what that means. Like, what does that translate to? Um, how does that impact how they play? Like, if you could do a study mm -hmm. <laughs> on saying, well, this guy worked the hardest he's ever worked yeah. in any offseason, and then he did this, you just don't know. I mean, we're not yeah, there well, to monitor what the hardest – he's yeah, ever yeah, worked yeah. looks like i mean i think you know you hear josh allen say you know i've worked the hardest i've ever worked before and immediately we go to rocky montages where he's training in russia <laughs> yeah. you know running up hills yeah. and all that stuff i i think and once again i don't want to speak on josh allen's behalf because he might mean something totally different but when i hear a player say you know he's worked harder than he's ever worked before it doesn't necessarily mean that he's taking up the intensity, he's bench pressing more or squatting more or doing more sprints. I think it's a, it's a combination of he's taking care of his body more. He's, he's listening to his body more, whether that's with more foam rolling, more ice tubs, you know, more stretching, whatever the case may be. I think it's, it's an overall composite of everything when it comes to taking care of your body, and that means more than just, hey, lifting a lot of weight really fast or running a straight line really fast. Yeah, I agree with you. Hey, huge news out of Indianapolis uh, just this today. I mean, uh, not not major thought, update. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, there are some updates, and okay. the updates are that it's trending more towards surgery. Liz Frank? For Carson Wentz. There's no specific injury yeah. given, but the early indications, at least from some of the reports out of there, are that it doesn't, it's not as good as the Colts had hoped and uh, when they when they went to the MRI or the x-rays or whatever else. So uh, it, it appears that it's pretty obvious he's going to miss the preseason, Carson Wentz. And he could miss even more because he might need surgery. Man. Huge news out of Indianapolis after the big move to get Carson Wentz in the offseason. That's a big one. Um who is their backup quarterback right now? I don't, I don't even know. It um, said Jacob Eason took yeah, Eason. Uh, first team reps today. Yeah, I okay. uh, forget the other name they had. I, I just saw it. It was third on their depth chart. Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger, that's right, out of oh, Texas. Okay. So they got yeah, two yeah. 
young guys. Young guys. Obviously, super young guys. But we'll, well, we'll see what they do. I know. We'll get to Gardner Minshew potential, all that stuff. Well, I was going to say Philip Rivers. Do you bring him back out of oh, retirement? Oh, that's interesting. He's coaching. But, yeah, well, that I mean, is interesting. That's, a, that's a really good call. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But first, go Carson Wentz. I mean, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, we, we did we, – we, I'm a fan of Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. I'm just not sure he was going to bounce back in the way that everybody thought just plugging into Indianapolis would bounce back. Mm-hmm. You thought he would, and there's a lot of people that do believe that. Uh, a lot of people believe, hey, you had a, a retiring Phillip Rivers help lead this team to 11-5. and five. Mm-hmm. It's a talented team, very talented team. It's a good roster. Carson Wentz, if Frank Reich and him could click, certainly had the chance to elevate them if he could get back to elevate his game. Doesn't mean he's going to be gone the whole year, yeah. but it certainly gets off to a rocky start in Indy and raises the question marks and, quite frankly, could change the balance of the AFC South with Tennessee right there along with Indy as the two best teams in the in the division. Yeah, that's – I mean – Man, that's 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 the worst case scenario of any football team right now. Um, you know, if it is some kind of like Liz Frank injury, I mean, they'll, they'll stay with you. And like, I understand, you know, Carson Wentz is a quarterback, but he relies a lot on his mobility as well. You know, I mean, this is a guy who who's very active in the pocket. And I think, you know, makes his money by being able to scramble um, and then use his feet to set up the pass. So regardless of, you know, if he can come back by the start of the season or halfway through the season, what is that going to look like? Right. What is that going to look like when Carson Wentz may not be the most mobile quarterback like he's accustomed to being? So, yeah, obviously you think about the the Colts team right now, who's literally a quarterback away possibly um, from going very far in the playoffs. Uh, that that is just a, it's a huge huge blow um, to Indianapolis Colts, and it begs the question now: what what is the next step? Because let's be honest, this is the football. I mean, you, you, you feel bad for Carson Wentz, um, and obviously do everything in, in his power to try to get him back as soon as possible. But if you're the coach Colts right now, and you're Frank Reich, you got to look at hey, what are other options? Yeah, and this is where uh, again Carson Wentz. But I think it's important to say we don't know what Carson Wentz would have looked like with a full training camp anyway. So like you're saying, hey, what if he comes back? He misses a month or something. But we don't know what he would have looked like. Nick Foles can win football games. He won a damn Super Bowl. I mean, you can sit here and tell me if you want him to be your quarterback or not, and that didn't work out in Jacksonville. Shouldn't have paid him $50 million, all that stuff, and you're right. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean he can't play football. I mean, the guy's won games before in the league, and it won a Super Bowl. And they are, lo- they are loaded up front. They're actually a perfect place for Nick Foles. Yeah. They can block for him. The guy doesn't need to move that much. Uh that's that's a no-brainer. Like they should, mm-hmm. they probably picked up the phone already on that. It's probably heading his way right there. But think about Nick Foles' career, though. Like you go to Jack. Okay, obviously, I mean, before Jacksonville, you know, you had your run um, Philadelphia. You won a Super Bowl, and before the Philadelphia, you didn't want to play anymore. Like they had to convince you to come to Philadelphia. Well, you do. You win a Super Bowl, uh, St. Nick, if you will. You know, the city embraces you. You come to Jacksonville on a big contract. Does not work out. Get outplayed by a guy by the name of Gardner Minshew. You go to Chicago, hope to be the guy there. Eh, get outplayed by essentially Mitch Trubisky. And now you get another shot again on a one of the best teams possibly in the AFC. Yeah. It's if, insane. If that were to happen. Uh, yeah, if it was to happen. You know, I think the Colts actually have a ton of possibilities from that standpoint. Mm. Like, they could certainly call about a Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. They would call yeah. before about a guy like Foles. They are not cap-strapped, so that's mm-hmm. that doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if they're a $600,000 guy or a, or a $20 million guy. They really could call on a bunch of guys if they want to take a flyer on, like, a, even Trubisky, you know, who ended up in, I think, uh, Buffalo, right? 
Mm-hmm. So they could take a flyer on a guy like that. I actually, the guy that came to mind for me, especially if it's like a stopgap thing, uh, where they think Wentz will be back eventually, is uh, go make a trade with Washington for Fitzpatrick. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah. mean, because that guy showed that bad. he can he can do That's it. Not a bad one, he you can. know. Like, I mean, that, that guy is the most reliable guy to go win games. That he can, and especially this would be if he went there. Wouldn't it be like the best team he's ever played on? Oh, with, I, mean, I mean, Miami yeah, it was, was pretty a, decent last year. I mean, they had a decent roster, but, no, but he's this always is, this been this guy that did, did more with nothing. Correct. You know, and you're like, wow, man, you got another win. How do you call? do that, right? That's a I good mean, call. Fitzpatrick, is Fitzpatrick going to be the guy in Washington? It's him and Taylor Heineke it's or whatever Heineke the guy's and, name yeah. was. I but, assume it's going to be Fitzpatrick to start things well, off that's, with. So that might make it difficult yeah. to do that, uh, but maybe they make it worth their while. So, yeah. I, bottom line to me, given the situation the Colts are in, and Wentz in a way, to, and again, in my estimation, he was already a little bit of a flyer anyway. You didn't know exactly what you were going to get. I just think the Colts, money-wise and, and team roster-wise, are in a really nice situation to go get just about anybody. Mm-hmm. And if they only have to survive a four- to six-week span or half the year, they can still win games with just about anybody. Until Wentz comes back. And if he doesn't come back, maybe they find out that, hey, Foles can make it through the year and be good on this team. Uh, I don't think Fitzpatrick's going to work out, but I think Fitzpatrick could win him a lot of games, quite frankly, if he were to be there. Uh, I don't think they'll. I don't think Trubisky would be near the top of the list, but he's also played a lot of games, started a lot of games, would not be forced to do a lot. And if you go back and look at his win-loss record, by the way, Trubisky, and this is I'm not raising the pom-poms for Trubisky, okay? I've not been a huge fan. Nickelodeon player of the game, MVP. <laughs> yeah. Nickelodeon but, MVP. I'm just saying he could win some games there. The guy's won games. I know people don't love Trubisky, mm-hmm. but again, you'd be in a situation where that is a way better situation than Chicago has been. Uh, for most of Trubisky's career. Yeah, you're not wrong. Would you take Trubisky or Foles in that situation? I would go get Foles. You get Foles. I, I, just, just because of the relationship, right? Well, With- and I'm not a huge Trub- – I mean, I think Foles is probably better than Trubisky, quite frankly. Yeah. And, and if you put him in this situation with Reich – yeah. And you put him in a situation where an offensive line where you don't really have to move around that much. You got a running game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're really not asked to do a lot in that offense. You don't have to do that much. That's why Carson Wentz probably was going to be fine coming along and not having to throw 36 touchdowns and five picks, you know? True. Uh, so, again, Indianapolis is positioned about as nicely as you can be as an organization. Uh, and it's a welcome situation for any QB. I just don't think I'd ride with a young guy. I, I, it's a good situation for a guy like Jacob Eason. I just wouldn't ride. If I'm Frank Reich, if I'm Indianapolis, if I'm Ballard, I'm not taking that chance. I'm going to get me somebody yeah. that's been around the block a little bit. You have to. And I know that can win. You how, about a, how about a guy that just won the Super Bowl sitting behind Tom Brady and is getting pushed out by Kyle Trask? Yeah, not Gabbert. Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. Um, I th- just trying to make the storylines, well, man. Well, you know what, though? There are probably more fans of Gabbert around the NFL than than you think and anybody in Jacksonville thinks. And so to your point, Maybe you're not wrong. I, you know, it seems like um, it seems like Arians really likes Gabbert, right? And Leftwich has liked Gabbert. I don't know who feels that way, but I mean, he has. He's he's at a different spot in his career. Uh, that's an interesting question. Would you rather have a guy like Gabbert or Foles? See, I'd still I mean, rather have Foles, Foles because he's yeah. done it, man. Yeah, I mean, of course. We like 
the good of Foles, we've seen the good of Foles, and, and that's why they got Carson Wentz, because they saw the good of Carson Wentz, not last season, but a couple seasons ago. You saw the good of Carson Wentz, so you hope you get him. Have we really seen the good of Blaine Gabbert? You know who's available. You, you say Blake Portals. Blake Portals is available. I, I would probably take Nick Foles over Blake Portals. Yeah, but you don't have to trade for Blake. You don't have to trade. And it's not $20 million. Blaine Gabbert or Blake Bortles? I think they should have a tryout between Foles, Jason. Gabbert, Bortles. <laughs> and mine as well. Hey, Here's you gotta do. let's see what Garrard's doing these days. Well, and Chad Henney. There you go. There you go. Henny. Go trade for Henny. How many, backup, how many former Jags quarterbacks are still hanging around? What about what about Andy Dalton? Would you trade for Andy Dalton? I think I feel like they're more committed in Chicago to Dalton right now. Well, they're right? committed, but it might have to cost something. I, feel, I, I honestly know. think Frank Reich would vouch for, Jameis, for Foles yeah. before he would for even Dalton. Okay. All right. That's an interesting situation, but let's just, we, we just did it. They have options. They have options that could work out. Mm-hmm. Probably not the most ideal situation, but I well, just think they have some options. And the way this quarterback carousel has gone, it's going to be an option that we didn't even name, that, that we didn't even think of, because that's how it works these yeah, days. That could do. Oh, okay. it's going to be that. Yeah. Oh, Stafford's going Doesn't to the LA. Doesn't have to be we a former Jags QB. Oh, no, it'll be something that we, we, we haven't even <laughs> talked about. We'll be back. Action Sports Jackson. Oh, I got one. Jimmy Garoppolo trade. I tell you what, appreciate you being out. Great uh, energy out there by our fans. I walked out to practice. I didn't know what was going on. Coach Meyer was addressing the addressing the fans. I thought we had a full stadium, but no, it's great to uh, have the fans out here and to have you all as well. Well, it's damn good to be here, Joe. Uncle Joe. Joe Cullen. <laughs> Love him. Well, they've done such a good job of, of really flipping this over the last six, seven months to, to at least get to a stage where everybody feels good mm-hmm. about the Jags organization. And I, listen, I get a little bit of that. It's pie-in-the-sky stuff. That's the way to, That's what happens in late July and early August, right before anybody plays a game. Uh, but there's a lot to like out there right now for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, coaching staff-wise, obviously the quarterback. We'll talk a little more Trevor in a bit. We haven't really talked much about him today. Uh, but we'll talk more Trevor coming up. Uh, football at 5. Just a good vibe, man. It's a good vibe. I think the fans being out there really helped, too. I, I love it. Uh, and I can't wait now to see, like, the stadium August 8th. Yeah. Uh, the scrimmage. And by the way, 930 to 10:30 should be able to see that one on Fox 30 for an hour. We're going to kind of do uh, something never done before around the scrimmage. Put about an hour of that on TV. Again, we say scrimmage. You know how that is. It's a real loosely used word because it's really a glorified practice. Um, and some of the team stuff when I'd be able to show. Uh, but anyway, if, if you don't go out to the stadium uh, next Sunday morning, you'll be able to watch Fox 30 and watch Jags run around and Trevor Lawrence throw the football and, and Urban Meyer be in charge of things. And then preseason games are right around the corner, not too far away. Two weeks from tomorrow, the Jags are home playing the uh, Cleveland Browns in a preseason game. How about that? It's awesome. Right? Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Brent Martin, Austin Is Lane, Is that a Casey. night game? I'm sorry. Is that yeah. a, that's a 7 o'clock? Uh, 7 o'clock game, okay. yeah. Uh, that one is on CBS 47, uh, by the way. Uh, one uh, thing heading into the weekend, September 20th at the Golf Club at Southampton, Action Sports Jack's Dream 18 Golf Tournament is back. Johnson, he's on a little vacation with, oh, with the grandparents. Oh, oh. Yeah. What a time to be alive for I mom know, and dad. right? Oh, we t- a little, little too quiet, though. A little, little too quiet for our liking. <laughs> totally different. Like, we'll just we'll sit there and watch TV. I go, you say something? And she's like, no. I'm like, oh, all right. Ronan's six, right? He's six years so old. So you don't even, like, that's what I say to people. I say it goes by fast. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It goes by fast. You yeah. know what else happens? I don't remember before kids. You probably don't either. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> how fast does it I, really go? I will go? say this, though. And selfishly, I would love to because, you know, I, I went on trips when I was young with some, like, cousins and stuff where, you know, you get homesick, man. You get lonely. You want to yeah. talk to, because we didn't have FaceTime. So I call my mom from a payphone and be like, yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> trying try to hold back the tears. Like, yeah, I'm doing okay. Having such a good time at Disney World. I'll see you soon. Dude, my son could care less. No, he doesn't. He's like, I'm never coming home. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm taking over your town, Dad. Do something They're about it. They're pretty adaptable. I guess so. A little disappointing. Is he catching bees? Uh, he got stung by a bee. Oh, he did? Yeah, he got stung by a bee. Uh, Is that on the bee farm? No, no. This was uh, this was at a different kind of farm, a petting zoo. Oh. Yeah, there's a bee just hanging out, I guess. Right. Wasp got him. Ah, Ronan's tougher. He's fine. He's yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, now, once again, I would have cried when I was six years old, but he's, he's a different he's kind tough. of breed. He's he a different is. breed. As he's sporting the Yanish sneakers out there. In oh, can't stop him. Hey, I mean, I think he's worn the jersey five days straight. Good for him. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yep, That's for sure. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you have a Chris Bryant jersey, a Javi Baez jersey, <laughs> uh, if you have a uh, yes. Anthony Rizzo jersey, See ya. well, you might want to throw it away, burn it. I'm not throwing away my Chris Bryant keeping. jersey. Uh, those guys are no longer Cubs. It is a tough day to be a oh, Cubs fan. Man. It's right. a tough day to be. Stop, stop, I know. Stop getting to their level. Like, I know, this, but this I don't is, hate like the, the Cubs. I, mean, I know, but I know. Like, this is. I, the Cubs really, they can't, you can't hate the Cubs as much as you hate the Yankees. Brent, you, you haven't the dealt Yankees with their had fan like base. had like 27 World Series, man. They're uh, reasonable. Yeah, that's, the that's true. That's true. The Cubs, that's true. you almost had to like. You laughed yeah, at. You we're, loved. They're lost. We're all good. We're all set. I can't hate the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs, I well, I, I, mean, I feel I for Cubs fans. sake of your daughter, yeah, I, I would have I, I would even before. Oh, but, for, okay. <laughs> I mean, Cubs are cool, man. Wrigley feels cool. The whole thing's cool. Harry oh, yeah, Carey's it's, cool. It's cool spending 40 bucks for a ticket, and there's a pole right in front of you. You can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> that happens. What, a, what, what an experience. But, hey, man, I went to Wrigley Field in college. I took my shirt off in the bleachers, <laughs> man. Oh, so, I mean, that was cool. I didn't care if there was a pole in the way or not, and there wasn't in the bleachers. So... <laughs> That's cool. The Cubs, okay. are, Cubs are cool to me. Yeah, it's a tough day to be a Cubs fan. Mm. I mean, I'm not really sure. I remember. I mean, this has a little bit. This is reminiscent of like the Jags losing Saxonville, but at least that happened over a couple of years. Yeah, Calais and Jalen kind of and Yon death. all gone. Right, yeah, it was a slow death. Yeah, this, this is, is one a, day. It's a firing squad well, coming like at you. Like 36 hours. Yeah, Oof. that is tough to comprehend. Yeah, you hate it to see it. You hate this. Oh, I mean, I mean, just think. You know, you know, my my man Noah. Remember yeah, for had, sure, of oh, course. Yeah, he's a big Cubs fan. Oh, is he really? Right. So <laughs> he's like yeah, fifteen. He's fourteen or fifteen. Cubs. Hey, he, he's old enough to know better. He's, <laughs> he's yeah. Well, he's like the oldest fifteen-year-old oh, on the planet. Yeah, guy but, can speak a lot better than I can. It's I mean, ridiculous. it doesn't matter how old you are. This is tough to process right now mm, for a Cubs fan. In shambles, you hate to see the, it. The, the thing about it too. Here's the thing. Baez, maybe not as much. You get the feel, but Chris Bryant. And Anthony Rizzo were about as Chicago Cub as you could get. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, if they stayed there forever and hit 160, I think they'd still have fans. I feel like, like Rizzo I'm glad was here. like the Brad Meester a little bit of it, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Rizzo's Rizzo probably be a fine Yankee. Like I really thought he would have fit well in Boston. He just get like for those kind of fan bases. Bryant and Rizzo were really great. They just had a picture of uh, or video of Bryant finding out before the game today yeah. that he and he was he's actually in tears. Well, you know? Did you I see mean, Rizzo leaving the stadium for the last time I didn't see and like that. thanking everybody in the oh, fan? Really? Yeah, it was yeah, I mean, that, there's that kind of connection. Yeah. You know, for Rizzo and, and Bryant and, and Bias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> what else who's a big winner at uh, the trade Milwaukee. deadline? Milwaukee right now is a big winner. Uh, they're the, in first place. The Buster only of ESPN just reported that the uh, well they didn't report it, but he said his new World Series favorite is the Brewers. 
Oh, Buster. What did they get? Get him, get him on the show. Get, get him on the show. Could, do, do we have his information? <laughs> like his number? Oh, yeah. Get hey, him on the show. Just, oh, I'll see you. Okay. <laughs> Eduardo <laughs> Escobar was the big bat they got, and they added uh, some relievers, Daniel Norris and such. But their bullpen is disgusting. They already had Hayter, and they yeah. have Devin Williams. And, and I think, by the way, that postseason, that 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 is big. That bullpen is big. Oh. You can survive. I mean, you can't really be terrible starting but you're only going to get to the fourth fifth inning if you have a really good build bullpen so this guy's got 1.3 million followers he ain't gonna acknowledge me there's no, no way what do you think buster only was some guy on the corner in milwaukee well, i mean no i mean i know he's on espn <laughs> i didn't know he was like that. i thought i could just tweet him hey buster heard you speaking truth come on espn 690 right now he's basically like tim kirkshin man oh yeah he ain't tim kirkshin but he's, he's good mean, he ain't tim <laughs> kirkshin you know what i'm saying <laughs> But I thought I could just tweet at him, hey, I hear you speaking truth. Come on the show. Let's talk about let's it. see but if he answers. He might. Maybe he's yeah. bored. I, I feel like he's busy right now with everything. He's on TV currently. Probably, like right now. <laughs> I, I was thinking the last night, how busy were the ESPN insiders? Woj is breaking NBA news like Russell Westbrook. They yeah. got the draft. He's breaking every pick. Yeah. Uh, NFL insiders are doing NFL insider things like yeah. all day yesterday because camps are starting. Dak Prescott or... Well, now today, Carson Wentz. And then Major League Baseball insiders like Passon and Olney. Uh, I got all, all the trade stuff with the Scherzer deal and all. I mean, it was a busy day for the insiders. Listen, shout out to Woj because yesterday we were, uh, when you left, we were talking NBA, you know, draft. It's yeah. like, all right, yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, there's not much. I mean, we'll see. And then all of a sudden, literally 10 seconds into the conversation. Right after our show ended. Boom. No, no, we talked no, about we it. No, we were on. Oh, but, you were on. Oh, we, were, we were to the to the. Well, team. you already got it. Good. We got it, man. Me, like me Casey broke it. I don't like it, honestly. Really? We're, yeah, we broke it down a little bit. I don't like it because he's not a shooter. You need West shooters. Point. If you yeah. want to hear our conversation, check out the podcast. Thank you. Mm. Hashtag Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I just got told to listen to our own podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'll do that. Football at 5 coming up next on ESPN 690.